Me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Right, uh, it's eight minutes past two o'clock. Let's have Andrew Dambina, our usual Tuesday suspect, back on the show. How are you doing, Anders? It's great to speak to you. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How I about just, yourself, I'm Noreen? good. I think I just called you our usual Tuesday suspect. I'm pretty sure that doesn't really make sense, but that's okay. I heard that as well. <laughs> Didn't want to ask. Yes, are you are you are you keeping well? Are you are you staying fit and healthy? I believe so. Thank you. I mean, I'm. Uh, I did go in yesterday for one appointment into town. Otherwise, I'm trying to do work that I have uh, on the outlying island upon which I live. That's right. And I know I asked you this last time, but you know, um, are pe- are you noticing a lot of people from from not from the island visiting your island? Yes, yeah, still. still? Um, to be honest. To be honest, um, today has been a bit a bit fewer in terms of numbers, headcount, but um, I don't know if it's got any relation to the uh, more than four people congregating together or not, because to be honest, often it was couples who maybe were both off work or sometimes, I mean, there's, there's a... There's a kind of grey area when it comes to families and uh, kids if they've got more than two kids, I believe. So it's families with kids who are off school. hasn't made a lot of difference. I think it's just that it looks like it's going to rain this week. So, uh, you know, yesterday... staying away. Yeah, I think so. That's, that, that tends to happen. People won't bother to go all the way somewhere to get rained on. But, um, but uh, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether this... Uh, maximum of four people at the moment that we have uh, does deter people or not i've got a feeling not yeah no, I, yeah uh, maybe it helps a little bit but yeah it remains hmm. to be seen so what have you got for us uh, in terms of uh, the world of food and drinks right okay well st- starting off with something on an upbeat note a positive story that dates back to um looking at the last calendar year but something that happened last week hong kong secured eight entries on the 2020 list of the annual Asia's 50 Best Restaurants list. Oh, That's wow. pretty good. Eight out, of, eight out of 50. Not oh. bad going, huh? Amazing. Wow. For us. So it's, um, it, it's an annual international list, one of the ones that a lot of kind of top tier, uh, you know, of the better uh, restaurants look to. And it's headquartered in, in London. Um, this is one of a few different regional editions. There's a 50 Best of South America, and uh, I think there's one of, uh, uh, of another region. Can't remember offhand what it is. But it's headquartered by uh, a company that does the 50 best restaurants, which were, was supposed to be coming up in London to give out these awards in uh, May. And that has been postponed. So the big, big one for the whole of the world, which Hong Kong does sometimes get placings on as well, has been postponed because of COVID. But they went ahead, nevertheless, with uh, Asia's uh, 50 best. And um, the, the, the top of the list was not a Hong Kong restaurant. It was a French restaurant in Singapore, which uh, also took the top spot last year as well. It's called Odette. And it's like a very, it's a type of... Um, what cuisine uh, is it, Odette? It, yeah, it's French. And it, but it's very modern. It's, it's, it's more European than French. Some of the best of so-called, you know, fine dining restaurants that may have used to have been called French tend to use ingredients from Asia um, to be a little more uh, mindful of carbon footprint and so on. And more and more, uh, including in Hong Kong, are taking ingredients from Japan, which is not far away from us comparatively to Europe to get those uh, ingredients from France and so on. So that's Odette. And it also 
took, um, of course, it was the best one of the whole list, so therefore it was the best one in Singapore too. But wow. in, uh, in, yeah, in, in Hong Kong then, just to, just to briefly mention some of them, um, the Chairman is a restaurant that's been around for about 11 or 12 years, I think. It's a Cantonese restaurant which uh, rose nine places this year to number two. So it's sitting just behind the top spot of Odette there in the whole 50 list. Um, for, and not, not bad for a small restaurant in Soho that, uh, does, things, that does things really well. It's what? also... Sorry, go, go on. on. Oh, I, I was going to say it's also uh, the best restaurant in China. There's a kind of a, uh, a, an extra award that, um, that, that goes to the best restaurant in, in China. So that, that goes to the chairman as well. I was yeah. going to say, you mentioned it's Chinese cuisine. Well, what sorts of Chinese cuisine? A Cantonese or Shanghainese or a mixture? Yeah. It's Cantonese, and uh, there's an emphasis on also going to the Aberdeen fish market every day Aberdeen. to get some of Aberdeen, Noreen. <laughs> <laughs> some, sure, sure. some of the best uh, of, uh, of crab and, and prawn. Um, it really does not take second best. It's known for that. Um, and then there were more... Uh, non-Chinese restaurants. There was Bellon, which is another French restaurant, came in at number four, also zoomed up zoomed up the charts. And uh, another restaurant which is doing very well, many of these are in Soho, actually. There's one called Veya, which went up 22 places and is number 12 for this list. And it's a combination of French and Asian cuisine. It's a chef called Vicky Cheng, who's probably in his 30s, really great chef in Hong Kong. And the, the, the other ones, without naming them all, because it'll take too long, um, there, there, was a, there were two other Cantonese restaurants. One was um, from a, uh, a well-known uh, group in Hong Kong, and the other one was uh, at the Four Seasons Hotel, which always wins awards in the Michelin uh, Guide as well. Um, interestingly, there's a, a relatively new-ish sustainable restaurant award um, within the uh, 50 Best Restaurants of Asia list, and uh, that went to the revamped um, European menu, uh, Amber, at the landmark Mandarin Oriental. Well, what do you uh, mean by sustainability award? So the, the, the use practice. of sustainability, ingre- sustainable ingredients? Ah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's overall practice. Um, so it's, it's ingredients that are sustainable, so farms rather than yes, yes. wild, lower carbon footprints, and uh, practice. Using items which are um, which can have elements of it reused for sources, uh, not, least amount of waste, including uh, food waste as well as plastic and other, uh, you know, paper and tin products, basically. Marvelous! So, and yeah. but sadly, yeah. the award ceremony has been cancelled or postponed. So, well, that's for, that's for the one for the whole world. So people have to hold their breath. At least the one from from Asia was still uh you know came out uh, a week or so ago and so that's where we did well when i say we i mean hong kong come on hong kong eight eight out of 50 yay hong kong <laughs> yeah um so moving on um a uh, a, a local restaurant group that um, actually bell on one of the restaurants that i just named that, that that came in at number four on that asia list is part of um is um uh, black sheep restaurants they've uh, been an increasing player in the restaurant groups of not all super high end, but but certainly from sort of middle to high end type of, of restaurants with very interesting different personalities 
some of them are a bit quirky. Some of them are more straightforward of a type of cuisine. So Black Sheep Restaurant, um, that also have one outlet in Shanghai, have put together its own handbook to produce on good practice for COVID-19 operations. And they've decided to share this with other restaurant owners. So they put it online on their website so that other um, restaurant groups, whether they're independent or as big as uh, Black Sheep itself is, can get some uh, ideas or interaction and also for transparency for themselves. Because uh, on the website, it actually says, we know firsthand how devastating this has been for the hospitality industry. And we hope by sharing, we might be able to help someone else in the industry make it through to the other side. I mean, it's that's quite a really, nice yeah, definitely. I'm I'm just looking at the handbook that you sent me, and it's yeah. a lot of different core values um, as well. And mm. I and I and I know people who work there as well, and they do really pride themselves as a family. They call themselves a black sheep family. Right. Well, that's they're, they're, this is very much the feeling that you get from this, and uh, they also, for transparency purposes, maybe as restaurants haven't shut down at the moment in Hong Kong or bars, um, it can make the customer who are wanting to kind of, you know, know that everything is being done as hygienically as possible. Things that they list uh, are practices such as hand washing for their staff every 30 minutes, hand sanitizers, of course, being around and masks all over the place, Uh, a ban of physical contact between staff members, so no fist bumps, high fives or handshakes. I mean, not that you... You you wouldn't want to see that as your plate bowl of pasta arrives, would you? But it's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the staff going for a fist bump, but um, no, but it, but it's just things that are are in black and white to give people a little more confidence in going out to these places. While while this remains the situation in Hong Kong, um, it's uh, some kind of comfort to people who are uh, um, going to restaurants to know that these things are being thought about in great detail. So there's uh, at the end of it, so it's quite a long document. So uh, you've probably scrolled through that I, that, I, that I sent you there and um, there are what they call at the end two pages of so-called life hacks and this is about keeping safe out of the work environment so it's suggestions to not only their staff but something that the public could read for general good hygienic practice or ideas of things to stop doing in life generally out of the workplace so I do recommend that people have a look at this um, just as a curiosity really and it's at the uh website which is blacksheeprestaurants.com just look in the menu of uh, uh of, of choices of what you can look at on their homepage, and uh, you'll see the covid19 manual i like the way so, that in their life hacks they've also included the who's whatsapp number and it's true i'm not sure if our listeners know this but uh the world health organization have a whatsapp number uh which is zero zero four one seven nine eight nine three one eight nine two i put it on my on my facebook page as well if you whatsapp uh the who they will whatsapp you back with information to do with the pandemic it's quite right yeah will will they do that if you ask them what's the situation in taiwan though (laughs) i'm afraid i'm gonna have to hang up (laughs) yeah Yeah. well it's worth a go um (laughs) So uh, on, on a different subject, um, I was thinking about those that are having birthdays uh, or other celebrations during the isolation. How did you and, know? It's my daughter's birthday. It's coming up. Ah, okay. Well, I'm not sure if any of these suggestions that I just brainstormed <laughs> with myself um, will will be uh, suitable for her. But um, but I was just thinking. We've had obviously um, we're, a weird two months with the virus.
dictating much of what we do, <clears throat> which I'm sure you're having to consider with whatever you do with your daughter, which will no doubt be safest at home. We're going to have a birthday party um, over Zoom, I reckon. Just, oh, that's a cool idea. Just, what a good idea. Just different people, you know, friends and family overseas can just hang out with us over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Noreen, I'm still waiting for that invitation. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, dur- during the, uh, the, the the time that it's going on, the unknown weeks that are to follow, people are bound to have birthdays. People probably a bit ho- older than, than your very young daughter. Um but I was just thinking of some ideas. How can you celebrate with someone? You can't really be with them because of new laws on how many people can be together. But um, sending them uh, food for uh, consumption, like a special kind of food, a bit of a treat food-wise, could be quite a good thing because people are wondering how to eat, what to eat. And um, takeaway delivery meal would be one option. Of course, a lot of uh, full prepared meals are still being delivered and those are available that might be a nice treat to do with someone of course you'd have to make sure that they uh, didn't already have something planned if it was on their birthday already but um meal deliveries are straightforward but other other more creative ideas might be to if you know a friend or a relative pretty well um and you're um either looking online or or if you are going out food shopping yourself you could get some ingredients for something to make that maybe you think they could rise to the challenge that, that perhaps you don't know if they have or have done before, like making a cake or making biscuits. And there are certain implements that could be needed or useful, like baking tins, rolling pins or decorations that you put on sponge cakes and things like that. But I have to say, yesterday I was out um, on a work assignment and I actually fancied um, uh, getting some flour to try making some bread this week myself. Uh, good luck buying flour if people, uh, you know, um, are, are looking for it. Because I went to two um, decent supermarkets on Hong Kong Island, one in uh, Central and one in Aberdeen, and um, there was uh, no flour at all. There were empty shelves where oh the flour should goodness. be. Oh, my goodness, Andrew. Yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing. You just took really? all the words out of my mouth. Over the uh, weekend, I went to try and get some self-raising flour. I wasn't yeah. able to. I went to three different um, supermarkets, uh, the ones beginning with W and then the ones beginning with yeah. P, um, closest uh, to us, and we couldn't find any, nothing. We couldn't find yeah. anything. Everyone's got the same idea. You know, a lot of people who are working from home or doing fewer hours than normal have this time on their hands and they actually want to better themselves. So, uh, your friends on social media, Noreen, so. have, you, have, you, have you seen? I mean, I've seen a lot of examples I've of people, people I know in my feed. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not really looking into baking. I just want to use the flour. Well, I'm semi baking, I'm not using an oven, but lately I've mm-hmm. been using, uh, I've been doing <laughs> mug cake. Have you heard of mug cakes before? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just slipping the flour into a mug and, mm. uh, you know, a, a, t- a tablespoon of flour, uh, half a tablespoon of, of oil and a little bit of milk, a, a drop of vanilla essence and also a tablespoon of sugar or half a tablespoon of sugar, whatever. Put it in the microwave for a minute and a half, 90 seconds, and boom, you've got yourself a beautiful mug cake. And if you put some uh, chocolate powder in as well, it becomes chocolate mug cake. Really, really works. <laughs> really delicious. But sadly, can I make it now? No, because there's no more flour available. Did you just get? Did you get self-raising flour then, or you do I did, you use baking yeah. powder? So, right. uh, so I do both. Just a self-raising flour, and then just a teeny tiny bit of mm. uh, baking powder. Works right. like a charm. 
you know, I, I found a uh, a recipe which I won't share unless I make the thing. But uh, then I then I can tell you another time. But for for what it sounds like very easy to make uh, Italian uh, uh, ciabatta bread. So that's oh, what I wanted yeah. to do. But but you need but you need um, also. Uh, yeast, which also wasn't available in either of the flourless markets that I went to. So, oh, that's such mm, a shame. Not, Have you tried, uh, you know, some online shops for yeast, uh, iHerb or anything? I don't know. No, I think I, I think I'm going to have to do that now because I'm not I'm not planning on going out for the rest of this week. So I'm uh, and, and the llama little grocer is a, a little low on supplies. So yeah, I might yeah. I might just do that. Sadly, um, I couldn't even find it on HKTV Mall. So just you know, in case listeners really? are wondering where to get it, it's nowhere. Oh. So if 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 oh, our no. listeners know anywhere where we can get flour, please get in touch with us. Yeah, it's, please it, put it put it on. Noreen's Facebook page, so I can see it as well, please. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there are just some other really quick ideas. If someone's birthday is coming up, if they drink coffee, they, there are more and more, as we've mentioned before, Noreen, uh, small coffee roasters and sort of boutique tea companies doing really interesting teas and coffees that have popped up in Hong Kong. And um, you could get someone a kind of a, a, a whole handful of small packets of tea or coffee. Um, it, that, are, that are in different Freshly styles. Freshly roasted in Hong Kong, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's a nice nice way to support the local uh, new companies that have started in uh, the last few years as well. Um, or sources, a collection of sources from Hong Kong. Uh, you could go through a few of these from, you know, good old XO, or you could get a really fancy XO from a hotel or a good restaurant. Um, naturally made oyster sauce, natural soy sauce. A lot of things that are... Um, without preservatives during times where we want to keep our immunity, uh, immunity high. Uh, shrimp paste um, and locally made non-preservative uh, chili sauce. All of these are available around. You, they, they might take a little bit of uh, finding online or uh, finding out where they're sold and then if you're able to get to them now and then. But that would be a really fun thing to receive. I was just thinking about different things to, to, that, um, that wouldn't be the usual kind of uh, I don't know whatever whatever you were thinking clothing or or, or books or, or other stuff for, for people for their birthdays um, oh other, other just a quick mention also I mean there are growing amounts of microbreweries in Hong Kong so uh, and there's even one or two uh, distilleries that have come up recently you can get um, people something with a with a to support the Hong Kong small producers from uh, uh, companies that make um, either alcoholic microbrews or even those uh, locally made kombucha uh, labels or soft drinks. So those are all ideas of maybe putting together a, a food or drink hamper for someone if it's their birthday. Noreen, I've got a couple of other things to mention. I don't know if I've got time to mention them now. Yeah, go um, for it. Yeah. Okay, there's um, diversions, uh, two, two wine-related diversions to do if people are staying in. Now, it's a good time for self-improvement right now. It doesn't mean that people have to be, oh, I must be productive during this very weird time that we have. But if you, if you are interested in wine a little bit, there's something new from the official Burgundy Wine Board, and it's very approachable. It's not sort of wine geek stuff that you have to know loads about to get something from it. So the Bourgoin Wine Board, or BIVB, um, which uh, specializes in Burgundy from that region, has just started um, a uh, an area called Speaker's Corner, and it publishes a wide range of experiences from journalists, industry professionals, and gives a lot of perspectives, even down to silly Instagram posts, like there's an artist who has kind of, I think, 
splashed a bit of wine onto a mural that he was painting. Um, you know, fun fun stuff. Or there are accounts of uh, uh, people going on travel trips through the region of Burgundy, which is pretty interesting. If that sounds interesting to you, take a browse on www.bourgoyne, B-O-U-R-G-O-G-N-E hyphen wines.com. So that's that. And continuing on wine-related things, another diversion. Um, we've spoken about this program before. It's one of my favourites and very, very approachable, really fun, The Wine Show. It's made in the UK, and um, they, have it, they have their own YouTube channel. And this week, starting from last Saturday, only at host, because he's in solo isolation, Joe Fatterini, who's a really charismatic guy, talking about wine in a very easy-to-understand way. He's tasting, he's sitting there in his library with a few bottles, tasting them and just talking about them in a really approachable way, and he's tasting wines from all over the world. I've sent you the link there, Noreen, you won't have had time to, to see it, but, but anyone with a passing interest in wine should have a look at that. That's I the wine show. check it out. The wine sure. show? Or... Yeah, the wine show on YouTube. Just just search for their channel. Excellent. Well, That's I'll it. look forward to, to watching that. Um, and meanwhile, thank you so much for your time uh, this week, Andrew Dambina, and you'll be back again next week. Um, look after yourself, stay healthy and stay safe and stay on the island. Well, on your Bye. island. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye for now. See you soon. Bye. Bye.